0: About nine years ago, I was uh, teaching a uh, snowshoeing class at uh, Becoming an Outdoors Women course, I'm having problems right here, in uh, Sutton. And um, it was a great opportunity, I was teaching snowshoeing, showing them how to do this, you know, and this and this. And after class, um, I'm a writer, consider myself one. I was working on a book, so after loading everything up, I grabbed my notebook and my pen out of the car And I went down to this bank by this lake over there in Sutton. Beautiful March, blue sky day. You know, the the water dripping off the spruce. Perfect weather, right? That's why we're here, March. And um, (laughs) I'm looking around. I I get inspired to work on something that had really been bothering me. So I was writing on this piece, and I'm writing. And all of a sudden, my voice is not my own anymore in this writing. It's really actually something else, someone else's. And while scary and I get this crazy warm feeling and don't know what's happened, it's never happened before, I also feel at ease. So I'm writing a little bit more and then all of a sudden I feel compelled to put the notebook down, throw my pen down, and pull out my contact lenses and throw them down. Note to those contact wears or bad vision, negative 950, negative 850, all right? <laughs> Blind. <laughs> Can I see this? No, I have LASIK now. But um, then I couldn't see anything. And um, so I scrambled around, grabbed my notebook, grabbed the pen. I had to go back into that building because I had something to say. I was like realizing that with what I'd written, I needed to tell these people in there that were still at the Becoming an Outdoor Women conference that they needed to be careful because something was going on. And so I walked in there. Before I did, I threw my notebook in the Jeep, my car, and locked it up, kept my pen, went into the building, tracked down some of the ladies, and they were like, okay, okay, and they could tell, you know, I'm a little out there, so they guide me upstairs to a conference room. They have a white erase board in there, you know, and um, there's a lady, and she sits with me, and when she's talking, I'm like, you got to understand, like, something's going on, okay, really, like... First of all, I'm talking to her, and her eyes are all shimmery and bluish greenish and creepy, and her teeth are shiny and sharp. And so it wasn't right to me, right? So I start writing on the whiteboard numbers and names of people, family back in Georgia, friends, names, numbers, I memorize these really well. Cell phone users, you need to memorize them. So I'm memorizing them all, and I'm like, call these people, they need to know, they need to be with me. No one would do that, but they did call somebody. They called the ambulance, of course. So they called the EMT, and I have to raise this, I can't believe I'm saying it, clockwise. Um, They called the EMT, and um, anyway, they called the EMT, and I was staring at these EMT guys, two men, and I'm looking at them, they're looking at me, and they're like, we're gonna bring you to the hospital, it's okay, we think you need help. And I was like, yeah. They were creepy. So at this point, you could know, brief psychotic episode. (laughs) So anyway, this has never happened before. a brief psychotic episode. <laughs> there we go. All right. Whoo. Taller. All right. So there we go. There we have it. <laughs> um, so I'm there. I tell them to go away. It's expensive to get taken away on EMT. So I deny them. They're not the cute firemen. I say goodbye. So anyway, um, they decide to bring in somebody else. I'm still panicking, looking at people, jagged teeth, hearing things like, maybe you need to realize that something's going on, you need to tell these people it's gonna be okay, but this world is a really bad place, Bush is in office, things are going on that are bad. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden I see my fiance coming down the hall and I'm like, oh thank God, he's coming to take me out of here. Coming to take me away, ha ha. So he does, he uh, walks up to me and he says, it's okay. And by the way, he's not my fiance. I don't have a fiance. <laughs> <laughs> not even in that, like, boat where you might be getting a fiancé. Um, so, so there I am with the fiancé, slightly balding, reddish hair. He, you know, I guess he was good-looking. I couldn't see him like that. And um, so I walk with him, and um, he puts some nice cuffs on my arms, puts them behind my back. By the way, they're called peace officers, not fiancés. And he walks... <laughs> Walks me down the steps, out to the car, all this time I'm thinking, not just am I kind of not supposed to be getting married, getting married, but I'm hearing my parents' voice ugh, um, back in Georgia, hearing my parents' voice saying, it's okay, you can have this baby. Another weird thing, <laughs> I'm so glad you're laughing, another weird thing <laughs> is because I'm not pregnant and I know that. So, and, Women, you know, you're not pregnant. So I'm not pregnant, but I'm being told not to have this baby or to have this baby. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Go into the police car. I'm, like, shouting um, radical cheerleading chants. That's kind of my background. Radical cheerleading chants. It's going to be okay. Come on. We can take it. The woman has had my pen for a while, guides me into the police car. We're out. I'm at Matsu Regional. They take me. I kick a nurse. Get strapped down. Probably a good idea. Um... And they realize that it's time to go to the next place. And by the way, they do give you tons of tests. So they ran me for everything. I was clear on everything, positive, negative, negative, negative. So they took me to the next place, which is Alaska Psychiatric Institute, API. Yes, I have a certificate from there. I know, and I'm telling you this, right? Who tells you this? So I'm there. <laughs> I'm there, and um, it's lovely, lovely bed. I have a roommate. The next morning, I wake up after my drug-induced state in my own state. And I asked to use the phone. I call my running partner. And my, I told my running partner, I'm not running today. He's like, great excuse, Grace. But he is, where are you? I'm in API. I'll be over there. I'm coming to visit you. So he comes and visits me. He brings friends. And every day while I'm there, five days, I have friends come and visit me during visitation hours, the whole visitation hours. I take up the rooms. Um, Every day I'm trying to write because he brings me a pen and a legal pad and I am writing for my sanity. I am writing to say why I don't need to be there. There's a woman on the panel. You have a panel in there, a doctor, a nurse, and a social worker. And the social worker had remembered me from my out of, uh, on the flip side job. And um, she kind of vouched for me too because she'd had an interaction with me and that counted for a lot. Um, in the end, I have, a lot of questions. I'm sure you do too. There's just <laughs> Questions, <laughs> answers? No, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> the point of this is that really um, you can have a lot of questions. I still have a lot of questions in life. That was nine years ago. Um, but sometimes you're not going to have the answers. And that's just with everything, not just with psychotic episodes, whatever diagnosis you want to call it. I've ha- been given many. None of them stuck. I'm not on any drugs. But The point is, it's okay to have questions, and it's okay not to have the answers. Thank you.